Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street, Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson, wishing you a happy Resurrection Sunday. Our Sunday worship praise begins at 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., you can find us on KKLA. That is 99.5 on the FM dial. We believe the Bible is the word of God. It's unequivocal. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. My prayer is that as you tune in to this service on this great day, the 17th day of April that has been set aside by the, the nation and so many others, that something is said that will bless your soul, that will cause you to get up close and personal with our Lord and Savior. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness, Lord God, and how you have blessed us to see this day that is not was not promised to any of us. Lord God, but you have placed it in your will to give us a reasonable portion of health. Lord God, you have placed it in your will that we would be cognitive enough to, to call upon your name, to acknowledge you, Lord God. And we are here in your house, Lord God, and this hour that has been set aside to, to give you glory, to magnify you, Lord God, and asking that you bless all those that would that join in as we become one voice, one people, with one praise, with a worship unto you. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless those that are not present, Lord God, because of sickness, those that are not present, Lord God, because of uh, situations that are that prohibits them at this time, Lord God. But remember our brothers and sisters, Lord. Remember them, Lord God, and raise them up. Lord Jesus, bless them to be focused, Lord God, and faithful unto you. In the name of Jesus, we'll be careful to give your name the praise and glory. Lord, if there's any sick among us, Lord God, touch their bodies, Lord. Bless their minds, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we'll be careful to give you praise and to give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. At this time, we'll have our opening scripture by Pro Tem, um, uh, Brother Don. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set glory, thy glory above the heaven. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, thy works of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man thou, that art thou bountiful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast count, found down with him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, 
all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowls of the air and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name. May the Lord add a blessing to the hear the reading and the hearers of the word. The Bible says, and those that believe continue daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising him and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Certainly we thank and praise God for this day that the nation and so many others are recognizing around the world and to commemorate a particular uh, event that without it, we would not be where we are today. We would not, we would be men and women that are miserable believing in something that is not true. The Bible tells us that uh, that know the truth and the truth will set you free and so there is truth and we thank God for the truth and for what the Lord has done uh, and the fact that there is a day of commemoration that has been set aside it may not be the day but uh, some are thinking about the Lord that didn't think about him uh, uh, this time last month and so you know I want to remind you that we are we're yet in a consecration throughout the month of April. We're in this consecration Monday through Friday during this entire month. That means no meat. Uh, if it has a, uh, or if it has, or if it does not have a vertebrae, if it walk on all four, if it swim, if it flies, do not eat it. Uh, now, if you're on the consecration, you may have noticed that your body odor has changed. Uh, somewhat, uh, your body odor has changed. The stench of death is not, uh, there's not a heavy presence of it. Because when you eat meat, you are eating, you are partaking of something. I know it's good, uh -huh, but you're, you're partaking of something that, it, yeah, it it's very tasty when it's done right, very tender. But it is a representation of death. And so on Saturday and Sundays to keep to keep you from transgression or transgressing during the consecration, we left that open so that you can have some gospel bird, fish, whatever you're going to have, you know, beginning at uh, 12.01 Saturday morning through 11.59 Sunday night. And then it is consecration. So the Monday through Friday is as if you're back in the Garden of Eden. That's how your eating habit is or should be Monday through Friday during the month of April. We're consecrating uh, and praying for souls. We're not praying for a car. You don't, you don't have to pray for a car. You know, and I don't get me wrong. I do understand there are some situations, there are some circumstances but if you're here in the USA, uh, if you're, uh, and there are other places, you and Britain, you and other, on other continents, I want to tell you that, that some things is all about learning a lesson, and that is planning. Planning. 
And, you know, you don't have to pray for a car. You don't have to pray for certain things. You prepare for those things. Let me say that again. You prepare for them. Whatever there is that you have a natural need for, you prepare for it. You prepare. Now, while you're preparing, you can be prayerful, but you don't and you don't know what may happen. But you prepare. Now, there's scriptures for what I'm saying. And some I know you've been told that just pray about it. Just pray for a job and it's going to fall in your lap. You know, pray for a home is going to fall in your lap. You know, and I, I, there is testimony for that actually happened. But it should not become the focus. The focus should be preparation. Mm-hmm. Preparation proceeds the blessing. Uh, and, and so uh, preparation, savings. Uh, you may not be able to save a lot, but you save a little, but you're saving. Uh, you you. You may be working part time on one job, so you get a second job and work part time on that. And, you know, as well to make up the difference. It's preparation until you do better, you know, until the situation change. It is a plan and it's something that is executable. And, and so we're praying for souls. We're not praying for things. Oh, my God. Bless your name, Jesus. Some things come by prayer and fasting. Certainly, there is a deliverance that we're looking for. You know, there is an anointing that destroys the yoke. The Bible said the, that his anointing destroys the yoke. It destroys the bondage. It destroys those things that keeps us bound. And so with that being said, I'm not going to stay there. Um, I'm very conscious of the time this morning, uh, but I'm not going to let the time impact God's service either. You know, we make provision and we make time for everything else. We will obligate ourselves to other things during God's time. Uh, we'll say that we can't. But we're, we're going to service, but I can't stay. I can't stay during the entire service because I, you know, God has some. I have something to do for my other God. I have something to do for something else instead of reserving the time and space for the one that I'm praying to. I have issues with that. I have issues with that, that we ask God and he is, Lord, you're my Lord and Savior. I love you and, and you know, and I, I need you to, to help me out. But then I won't give him quality time. I won't give him efficient time, uh, but I give that to someone else. I'll give it to something else. And there are those that, can, that have gotten upset with me for making those statements and saying those things. But let's just be real. Let's be real about relationships and our relationship with God as well as our natural relationship. You know, and so we're going to go on into the service of God. And and I solicit your prayers as we go forth. You know, I, I don't often I don't play as much as I used to. But because of God and who he is, you know, I like making a joyful noise unto him. And whether it's, you know, I'm not the best singer and neither am I the best musician, but I believe in making a joyful noise unto the Lord. And you should make a joyful noise. We make a joyful noise when somebody score a touchdown and somebody uh, hit a goal. What is it? Goal! You know, we, and all, hey, in football, 
the variations of football uh, we give God, you know, and we then uh, continue on and we make a joyful noise in all of that and what we do for the Lord. God bless you, sis. And and so we're we're here. We want to sing uh, uh, this worship song unto the Lord, and you know, and then we're going to go into the Word of God. I want to direct your attention to the book of Hosea. Uh, while we're turning there, you know, if you haven't told the Lord how much you love Him, you know, those that are listening at this moment, those that will be listening later, I, I want and I can't encourage you enough that you spend time getting up close and personal with God. It's important that you get up close and personal with him. Bless your name, Jesus. The book of Hosea is where we're going to be going. This is a simple, simple song that you may or may not know, but I lift my hands in total adoration unto you. You reign on the throne, for you are God and God alone. Because of you, my cloudy days are gone. I can sing to you this song. I just want to say that I love you more than anything. It repeats itself. I lift my hands in total adoration unto you. You reign on the throne, for you are God and God alone. Because of you, my cloudy days are gone. I can sing to you this song. I just want to say that I love you more than shelter from the storm when all my friends were gone you were right there all alone I never knew a love like this before I just want to say that I love you more than Yes. 
Salvation is a process, just like a relationship is something that you work with and you work through. You know, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning. My prayer is, is that uh, certainly that something is said that is going to bless you as well as to encourage, you know, and and so we've been in the book of Daniel on Tuesday nights. We're in the book of Revelation on Sunday mornings. With this, however, this morning we're in the book of Hosea because uh, without this here, what we're what we're talking about from Hosea, Revelation and Daniel won't matter. It won't matter, not for us. But Hosea, the 13th chapter, the 14th verse. It says, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will ransom them from death. O death, I will be thy plagues. O grave, I will be thy destruction. Repentance shall be hid from my eyes. So I'm not going to change the destruction that I'm going to bring upon the grave. Now, our subject matter is that he paid a good price for you, for each of us. You know, if you like some, not, not everyone, but some, you felt at some time or another that 
The things that you've done was so hideous and so undeserving of forgiveness, so undeserving of what God can and what he will do for you, you know, as well as being loved by uh, even our natural men or women, that we would, that we considered ourselves someone that is not deserving. But I, I want to remind you that God paid a good price for you. Now, a ransom is a sum of money or the form of another payment demanded or paid for uh, someone or something. Now, as a, a professional, in my profession as the director of, of data engineering, our company was held hostage for a monetary payment. And so we couldn't do anything. We could do nothing until that price was paid. Uh, it, the encryption was released at the time payment was made and the system was restored. But it took something to get there. There was a price that had to be paid. There was nothing that upper management could do. There was nothing that the FBI could do because in those instances they are notified. There's a, a large security board that uh, that is out that works outside of the company that also investigates the issue and there was nothing they could do. There was nothing that could be done until the ransom was paid. There's been months of investigation that has continued and as well as preventive measures that have been put in place. Now, uh, hospitals are hit often with ransom or ransomware and help for a hostage. And you know, and you don't hear about it because they don't want that all across the news or anything, but it, it is uh, something that is well known because there are lives at stake. And because those lives are, are threatened by this situation, ransom is paid immediately so that you don't use, lose your loved one, so that they're not taken captive. And, and so uh, that money has to be paid. Well, that's in our natural and technology and things. What about the ransom that needed to be paid for each one of us? Mm hmm. There was a ransom that needed to uh, that needed to be uh, taken care of. Now I'm I'm like you. I don't have deep pockets, you know, and so I, I could not pay my own ransom. There are situations that you may have found yourself in, uh, and you can you, your mind can uh, go back and recall that that it was a situation that you may have had to borrow a little bit. You may have had to go into the cookie jar. You know, and, and grab something to pay in that moment. And then there are times that you may have reached in the cookie jar and there was nothing there. You didn't have the money to, to, to pay your way out of that. And so it is with our soul. We don't have the money to pay the price for our soul. Like the data mentioned, we are held hostage and a payment was demanded. When Adam took matters into his own hand, he transgressed the word of God and sided. Uh, not only did he side with the enemy, but he blamed Eve for it as well. Now, there were consequences that accompanied their behavior. One of them was the uh, first sacrifice. Yeah, if you recall, I, I asked Bible students, those that are listening, uh, that what was the first meat sacrifice, the first meat 
And that was done. It was in the Garden of Eden. It was the first cutting of flesh as a payment for sin. Genesis 3 and 21 says, Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord make coats of skin and clothe them to replace the fig leaves that they had sewn together. Uh, he gave them clothes to, to, to cover up what they now view as nakedness. Prior to their actions, uh, they didn't see themselves as uncovered. They were covered in the righteousness of God. But once sin took place, they realized that I'm exposed. Sin is an embarrassment. It exposes us and exposes our character and things that we realize uh, that need to be dealt with inside of us. Adam tainted the quality of life. And so God is concerned about your soul and quality of life. Let me say that again. He's concerned about your soul salvation and he is concerned about your quality of life. They go hand in hand. Uh, he said, I would that you would prosper even as your soul prosper. And so God is concerned about both. The book of Hosea deals with the actions of God's people through a different uh, through a few different metaphors. Metaphors are figures of speech. Words are phrases applied to something not literal, but it is enough to get the point across. It is a good representation of something. Now, God uses Hosea, a prophet, a man of God, as a visual instrument. He is a representation of God and the church. The beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea and the Lord said to Hosea, go take unto thee a wife of whoredoms and children of whoredoms. For the land have committed great whoredom departing from the Lord. Now, I know this is Easter to some, resurrection a Sunday to others and a seasonal holiday where uh, Elder Peter would have been crucified. You know, over in, in Acts, the, the 12th chapter, about the first verse, it said, Now about the time that Herod, the king, stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. He was going to trouble the church and kill James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further. So there was a political action in motion. This, this administration was taking a measure to please the people. And to further take Peter also, he had already killed James, already killed, uh, and, and it pleased the Jews. And so now he's going to do the same to Peter. And so uh, the Bible said, then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, when he had arrested him and put him in prison and delivered him to four quadrants of soldiers to keep him intending after Easter. Now, the reason that they, he had so many soldiers watching Peter is because there were other times Peter was put in jail. And the Bible says that, that the angel of the Lord came and loosed them. The angel of the Lord opened the door up and, they, and, and told them to go and stand in the temple and teach the people about this life. And, and so there were other times that they had escaped. And, and so this time he thought he had it made. He thought by putting the quadrant of, of soldiers to keep him intending that after Easter to bring forth, bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. But prayer, prayer 
was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. You know, sometimes you're driving uh, locally here, or maybe it's the 210 or, or the, the 15 or something, and you might see that sign that says, prayer changes things, you know, where, where someone has posted that. Well, here we see that prayer changed things. You know, and, and so uh, your prayer, my prayer, our prayers uh, should be consistent. Our prayers should not be selfish, as the Bible said that that they were continually praying for Peter. Are you continually praying for someone? Are you praying for me, myself, and I? Is it a give me, give me, give me, or is it a Lord help somebody, help my sister, Lord help my brother, help my my associates that I go to work with, and Lord, my, the students that are in school, help them. Are you calling them by name? Sometimes uh, people stop praying and say, well, I don't have nothing to pray about. Well, think about the name of people in your family that you could be praying for. Think about someone that's in a situation that you are aware of. You don't have to expose everything about, but are you praying for them or is are your prayers selfish? Suddenly your prayers are not de dependable when you're not faithful. We need to be faithful for our prayers to be dependable. Uh, when we can't stand correction or are to be instructed, then we stop praying and we start making excuses. Every one of us have been instructed to come as little children. I, I believe that is a position that we remain in as we obey them that have the rule over us. Now, certainly the minister knows and understand every pastor knows and understands, I hope. They know and understand that because you are over, because you are in a leadership role, we are not, we don't demand for people to obey. The Bible says obey them that have the rule over you because they watch for your soul. The Bible says that. But it is not something that because because these are the people of God, we're overseers, not God's unto the people to make a demand upon them. Matthews 18 and 3 says, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Well, someone just got stopped. Someone just got caught because without the mindset, without the characteristics, without the willingness to come in such humility, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Hebrews 13 and 17 says, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your soul as they must give an account that they might do it with joy and not with grief. For it is unprofitable for you. What's unprofitable? That if they give an account and it's not with joy, that's not going to help you. If they give an account and it has some grief associated with it, it's not going to help you. Ephesians 6 and 1, children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Honor our mother and father. So now he deals with a natural and a spiritual uh, situation to obey. It is something that we willingly do. Uh, who does this? All of us do it. Who uh, humbles themselves? Uh, all of us do. Uh, just like I'm a parent and I have sons and daughters, uh, there I'm also a son and so I'm to submit myself also to my parent. And so even in the natural, 
When we're being told what is right, we submit ourselves. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment of promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. Hosea heard the instructions of the Lord, and he obeyed them. Now, we learned that Gomer, whom he married, Gomer uh, married Hosea, but she was not uh, there. She had checked out. And so there was no true commitment unto her. Maybe she felt a sense of release uh, that someone wanted her, but it didn't last that long. Uh, she had uh, was provided income. She was provided health insurance. And, you know, uh, someone to protect her. She was given the best of what she could have. Uh, but deep down inside, there was some unresolved issues. On this resurrection day, I believe there are some unresolved issues. And, and my prayer and hope is that some of those things are looked at and not ignored. Now, I want you to know that 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 whatever wherever you're preparing to to go to worship at or in worship, that you're in a right place because God specializes in the mysteries. He specializes in the unresolved, those hidden things that we have a tendency to bury, hoping that they're never dug up. Well, God specializes in those things. Gomer was unfaithful. He was unstable. She would rather give herself to another bidder. Uh, Gomer eventually walked away from the, the sanctity, the security of the marriage, the covering, to chase after the game and the thrill of it all. Uh, until the thrill was gone and the reality of uh, reset took place. Uh, Hosea would have to go out and find her and bring her home. You know, there was babies at home. He had to bring her home. You, you're my wife now. I, 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 I married you, and so we're a couple. We're together. And so he would have to go out and to get her and to bring her home consistently. You know, it took God, and just in the natural thought of it, it took God to work with that man to do that. And so it took that power from on high, you know, to help him out. Because when we think about how we act and how we react to things, we would may not be ready to run out and do that consistently. Uh, this man had to deal with the embarrassment. He had to deal with the public humiliation, the emotional and mental and possibly physical abuse of Gomer's actions uh, because she wanted to play the game. And so uh, consistently being pushed away. Uh, maybe he wanted to cuddle, but she pushed him away while thinking about somebody else. Worship begins at 9 a.m. And you're already thinking about how long service might be. Uh, are you done yet? You, you know, and, and so in uh, the same instance, the same mindset that she had in the natural, there are those that have the same mindset in the spirit. And so, uh, because I have something else to do, I have a rendezvous to make. And so I'm trying to keep myself for, for that rendezvous rather than thinking about that I need to meet with God. Gomer would come home after hours. You know, instead of being home when the sun went down, she'd come uh, walking in anytime she felt like it. At, at, you know, after the hours, after 9 o'clock, after, and after a while it was 2 a.m. and without any excuse. Or maybe there was, but it was not acceptable 
for a married woman. And just, uh, or maybe crept in and slept in the other room as if she had been there all along. You know, people was talking, this is the preacher's wife, uh, uh, to say they're Christian or say they're saint, say they're believer, you know, and whatever. Uh, but the, the truth was, was unreliable in her life. When Gomer left home, she returned in worse conditions than what she left in. Each time when she came home, there was an opportunity to clean up. But then she would go out and become dirty again. Stay with me, church. Matthews 12, uh, 43 says, when an unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh in dry places, seeking rest and findeth none. Then he said, I will return unto my house from whence I came out. And when he is gone, he findeth it empty, swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the latest state or the last state of that person is worse than the first. Even so, when it shall, it shall be in the wicked generation. Gomer, each time she left home, she was uh, tainted with someone else. Instead of remaining in the state of cleanliness, she allowed herself to become defiled again. When she left home, or when she left Homer, she could feel the difference. She knew the difference. She knew what she was doing. Maybe the, the words of this song is familiar to you. Uh, the 22nd of loneliness. Uh, we've been through so many things. I, I love her with all honesty, but I, I know she's cheating on me. I, I look her in the eyes, but all she tells me is lies. Unlike Gomer, Homer was not a cheater. Uh, unlike the children of Israel, God kept his word. Uh, now it's the 23rd of loneliness, and we don't talk like we used to. Things have gotten strange. Many times we, uh, it has been said that, that I, I'm, I'm going to meet you at home. Mm -hmm. when, when we get home, we're going to have dinner and we're going to sit down and talk and we may be going to watch a, a show together. Uh, but, when, but when you got home, there was nobody there. You know, how many times did, did I say I'm, I'm going to get to church on, at a certain time so I can be on the altar and, and talk to God, but, and, and God walked in with anticipation, expectation, but there was nobody there. Mighty God. Uh, we, sometimes we've acted just like Gomer. You know, uh, that's what the representation was, was that uh, Gomer was not as faithful to God as she could have. God was expecting to see you, but you were nowhere to, to be found. He thought we could eat together, but there was an excuse. Uh, you said, I'm going to the store, but never came home. Didn't come back until late hours, smelling like someone else's fragrance. Well, this is where the rubber meets the road. God knew all about our shenanigans. When he called us, when he began dating us, when he began encouraging us, uh, and when he sent goodness and mercy to follow us, unlike uh, uh, us, not wanting to see or overlooking the red flags, God didn't miss a flag. He saw all the red flags. Matter of fact, uh, when he was asked of Pilate, uh, he said, are thou a king? Jesus said, thou says that I'm a king. 
And uh, here we go. He said, to this end was I born. And for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth, that everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Well, when you drive with some good rubber, it sticks to the road. And so the Bible says, for Christ also have once suffered for sin, for the just, for the unjust, that he might bring us to God and put death uh, in the flesh to quicken by the spirit. By which also he went and preached unto the spirits uh, that was in prison, which sometime were disobedient. When once the, the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, God is long suffering, wherein uh, a few, that is eight souls, were saved. But God waited even for the eight souls. Uh, he endured the realm of the dead and preached the resurrection message. The Bible tells us in Psalms uh, 68 and 18, it says, Thou hast ascended on high, and thou hast laid captivity captive, that thou mightest receive gifts for men, yea, for the rebellious also, that the, love, that the Lord God might dwell among them. Ephesians 4 and 9 says, Now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. Now, when he went down into the lower parts of the earth, Peter said he preached to those that were sometimes disobedient. Can't you hear Jesus preaching a message? I am the resurrection. I am the life. He that believeth in me shall not die, but shall live. When he went down in the grave, he said, come and let us reason together. Uh, though your sins be as scarlet, I'll make them white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, I'll make them as wool. When Jesus went down into the grave, he went down of his own accord. The Bible said that he cried with a loud voice and he yielded up the ghost. And the veil in the temple was went in twain. And the, from the top to the bottom, the earth did quake. And the rocks was rent. And the graves opened. And many bodies of the saints which slept arose. And came out of the grave after the resurrection, uh, went into the holy city and appeared unto many of uh, folks that heard the word. When they heard that he is the resurrection, when they heard that uh, he had came with, with the, by the power of his own hands, when they heard that he had descended into the grave and, gave, and preached the message of resurrection, they received it with gladness. Well, I'm under the impression this morning that somewhere along the lines that Gomer on that side of the cross heard the word. And when she heard the word that she may have got up also on that resurrection day, Judas, who had betrayed the Lord, felt guilty, felt bad about the sins that he committed, felt bad for kissing the Lord and betraying him with that, felt bad that he had taken 30 pieces of silver to betray a man, to sell a man out. He felt bad. But on the message, on that side, when he went down in the grave and preached to those <coughs> that were sometimes disobedient, I believe Judas got up out the grave, repented already because he threw away the silver before he hung himself. He felt guilty. He felt bad, tried to return it. I don't want it no more. 
Give me a refund on the mess I have created. My God, how many times have God, how many times have God had that he have made a way for us? Just like he made a way for Gomer. Because every time Gomer messed up, he told Hosea to go get her. Go get her. That's your wife. That's the church. And I'm going to forgive her. Well, the Bible says, back in Hosea, the 13th chapter, in the 14th verse, he said, I'll ransom to them the power of the grave. I'm going to redeem them from the death. He wasn't just talking about those that was doing right, but he was talking about those that was doing wrong. Those that was doing wrong. Those that was sometimes had heard the word. Those that had been delivered. Those that had been called out by him. I'm going to ransom for them. Even though you messed up repeatedly over and over again. I've already made a payment. I've already paid a great price to ransom you from the grave. Now the saints had a glimpse of this mystery. They had a glimpse of it. Because see, uh, uh, the, the scripture says, when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then it will be brought to pass the saying that is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. Thank you, Lord. Death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law, the thing that tells us what is right and what is wrong. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when, when the saints got up on that day, those that were sometimes disobedient, those that had not heard the ministry of Christ, they were on this side of the cross. Those on, on this side of the crucifixion was now had now stepped into the dispensation of grace. They stepped into another time zone. This is where we are today. Paul said we are in the dispensation of grace. Because if you've been following along with us in the book of Daniel, you know that when Christ, the 70 weeks had ended and Christ was crucified, it should not have just been the saints getting up out the grave. But the dead in Christ, the uh, Paul said the dead in Christ would rise first and then we which are alive would be caught up. But we were not caught up. Yet the dead in Christ on that side that was sometimes got up and marched through the city and everybody saw them. Everyone recognized them. Everyone understood that they were believers that got up out the grave as a result of the power of God. Why? Because he ransomed. Why? Because he paid the price that was needed. The wages of sin is what? Death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Those that got up out the grave on that day received the gift of life because he went down and preached to those that were sometime disobedient. Mighty God. And so here we are today echoing here we are today reiterating. Here we are today repeating the message over and over again. It is through the foolishness of preaching that souls are saved. 
It's through the, the power of the gospel, the word of God, that the day will come that whether we go way of the grave or in a moment in a twinkling of an eye, the ransom has already been paid. The ransom has been paid for you and me. Some of our sins superseded what Gomer did. But God paid the price. Because just like he felt Gomer, the church, Gomer represented the children of Israel. Just like he felt she was worth it. He feels the same way about every man, every woman. You're worth it. Don't let nobody beat you down and tell you that you're not worth it. God said you are worth it. And so he paid the price. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Bless your Lord Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God. The ransom has been paid. There is no bill. You're not going to get an invoice in the mail saying what you owe. This is your portion of the payment that was made. No, it's all, it's paid in full. It's a done deal. All you have to do is receive it. What we say, receive it, believe it, and it shall be. You know, I, I like saying that about salvation. Not thing, salvation, your soul salvation. Believe it, receive it. And be blessed. Let, let's stand on our feet for a word of prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Father, we thank you for your kindness. Thank you, Lord God, for your mercy. How uh, you have blessed us this morning with this short exhortation about the ransom that you promised to pay. And then you carried it out. It was not a false promise of what you wanted to do, what you thought about doing. But it was a promise that was carried out at the appointed time. Lord God, and so we thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your love. Lord God, and we pray and ask that you would bless those that are, that are under the sound of my voice, Lord God, to retain what has been said. Lord God, if there's any questions, Lord God, we pray for your clarity, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, in those that are that are listening and tuned in, Lord God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, Lord, for blessing us with an opportunity to proclaim your word over the, the airways, Lord Jesus, and over the through the podcast, Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for Lord, for your kindness, Lord Jesus, and we'll continue to give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Certainly we thank and praise God for those that are listening. And no, brother, this is not a comedy show, even though it airs through that. You can you can take your seat just a moment. Just want to address something here. You know, there are people that are smiling. You pass by them, they have a smile on their face, but behind that smile is a frown. Behind that smile is something that is detrimental, something there's pain behind that smile. 
We've seen that so often through major comedians making everybody laugh and then committing suicide. There's pain that's there. There's a covering. Just like you tuned in to a comedy platform, and our platform runs on comedy, it runs on religion, you know, it's on different uh, profiles to air. And this is one of the profiles because behind that smile and that laughter that you have, behind that sip, behind that glass in your hand, behind that hit of blood, behind whatever that you might be tooting or, or snorting or not doing, is some pain that you're trying to cover up. And the word of God lets us know that he'll take away that. I know that for myself, but we have to give. And, and so it's not intended as a misleading for those that are listening, but it is the truth. It covers all platforms. So I know you get that because you've tuned in and you've been listening. God bless you. I thank you for, for tuning in and, and those that are, are uh, that have, man, I'm telling you, that have listened to the word of God and to know that that ransom that needed to be paid has been taken care of. I pray that you would join back in with us on Tuesday at 7 p.m. as we are in the book of Daniel and continue to pray for us as we are praying for you. I want to encourage you also, if you are not in a church home, uh, you need to get into a place where the word of God is being taught. The word of God is being revealed uh, for you, for your soul salvation. If you've not been baptized for the remission of sin, just like you wash your clothes, you wash your hands, you need to wash your heart. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name for remission of sin. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason we say in Jesus' name is because Jesus told them to go and preach repentance and remission of sin in his name. And on the day of Pentecost, when they asked men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? Peter stood up and told them to be baptized in Jesus' name and told them also of the Holy Ghost. We believe in the Holy Ghost. That's the spirit of God that is, empowers us for living a life that is acceptable. But it is also the seal of redemption. You'll find that in Ephesians. You need the seal of redemption. And so the day is coming that he's going to call all of those that have that seal. And you want your name to be there. And whoever name is not found in the Lamb's Book of Life will not be redeemed. And I'm going to stop right there. God bless you. Continue to pray for us as we are praying for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Mighty God. Bless you, Jesus. Bless your name, Lord.